and welcome to another episode of Fantastic Geek and where to find them. I'm Brizzy Voices. And I'm Tessa Netting. And for today's Be All Guest episode, we are going to be answering your Hufflepuff-related questions. Remember to submit your Harry Potter-related questions for a Ravenclaw riddle. Email us at fantasticgeekspod at gmail.com and in the subject line, write your Hogwarts house. Today's submitted questions are from Hufflepuffs or about Hufflepuffs or Hufflepuff adjacent. So yeah, to help general us, general Hufflepuff yeah, vibes. To help us answer them. We had to find a Hufflepuff and bring them in. We had to find them. Yeah, we had to find a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. It was difficult because we're not Hufflepuffs. Anywho, be, be our guest, guest. Be our guest. Welcome, Welcome to, to our podcast. For today's guest, we have a very precious puff. She's an actress, real life princess, professional best friend and has probably written an Instagram caption that has made you cry. It is Shannon Berry. Hi, Hi you guys. Oh Welcome to our podcast. Wow, I love that intro. Can you put that on my tombstone? Yes. <laughs> yes, we'll make sure of it. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited. Yay. Oh, you're so, your little voice. I love hearing it through the microphone and this high quality is just so like soft and pleasant. I know. It's going to be oh. so nice. Our, our listeners, you're in for a treat. Yeah. Shannon has the best voice. Thank you guys. I think Anna, you asked me to be on the podcast almost a month ago and it was the day that I had gotten my tonsils out. I scrolled back through to look because yeah. I was like, surely I put this in my calendar. I always remember this kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, she asked me. I was like, so medicated. I was like, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> so it worked out. I came straight from work. Yeah. Yay. Oh, so can you tell us a little bit of your Hufflepuff story? So what connection do you have with the house? And what in your personality do you think makes you a puff? Right. Okay. So I, I always kind of thought that I was Hufflepuff reading the books and things like the friendly people. Um, and then when Pottermore came out, I took the quiz and I got Hufflepuff and then, um, I took it, I think two or three more times and I got Hufflepuff every time. Um, and any like sort of personality quiz, Facebook quiz, I always get Hufflepuff. And then I think I get after that, like if it's the percentage, I usually yeah. get Gryffindor and then everybody else is like way low. <laughs> um, and I would say like of all the traits I connect the most with the loyalty trait, I feel very friend centric and people centric. And I always think that like the purpose of my life is to connect with other people. So I think that kind of falls in line. Um, so yeah, I guess just the friendship and the bonding and the being nice and trying to do everything the kindest and most fair possible way to everyone. Yeah. I, I don't really relate to like being close to the kitchen, which is what everybody always says <laughs> because I have like severe food restrictions because of my Crohn's disease, but maybe I could like make friends with the house elves and then they would know what I was allergic to. <laughs> oh, they would definitely know. And so then like I would walk in and they would be like, oh, she needs like this special dairy free right. gluten free Honestly, pudding. I always wondered like, does their magic food, like can you eat it? Like does it go past like food restrictions because there's magic in it Ooh. oh i don't know i mean like i would hope magic fake dairy exactly probably in the harry potter world i would have some spell that would just make my right. stomach work That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like is it either the food or a spell that would make your stomach like mm -hmm. yeah or or we could solve it through friendship with the house elves so that too. <laughs> yeah. i mean you I, guys are being like ravenclaws about it right now where you're like, oh well wouldn't it just like logically work out and i'm like what about through the power of friendship <laughs> We all yeah. get along. Yeah. You would definitely be friends with the house elves. I could see it. I definitely mm -hmm. would. Yeah. I'd would know all their you. names. Yeah. Oh, cute. Yeah. I love that for you. Thank you. 
<laughs> and also, like, as a Hufflepuff, what are your opinions about, like, the other Hogwarts houses? Like, are there certain houses that you're always friends with? Are there certain houses that, like, compatibility-wise, like, relationship-wise you're attracted to? Like, where does your, like, uh, friends sort of fit? I think probably I would say most of my closest friends are also Hufflepuffs. Makes um, sense. Or at least have a very Hufflepuff aspect to them. Um, but I, I also, like, we're all part of the same friend group and everybody has a different house. So yeah. I would say, but out of everyone, I would say the people I'm closest to are usually Hufflepuffs or maybe Ravenclaws. I think Dodie's a Ravenclaw. I think Megan is a Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I think my boyfriend is a Gryffindor, but I don't actually know. <laughs> he's kind of confused as well. Yeah. Right. I yeah. think he's like Slytherin and Gryffindor. Yeah. Right, right. So I'm not I'm not really sure. I would say that I I don't I don't judge. <laughs> that makes sense. Appropriate. Yeah. I feel like Hufflepuffs would be connected to other Hufflepuffs though, because you both like have the same values. Right. When it comes and it's to also that. it's just easy when you like walk into a room and you're like nervous. I feel like a lot of times the first person who might come up and be very welcoming is a Hufflepuff. Definitely. And I know that I tend to latch, like I imprint <laughs> on whoever is like nicest to me yeah. in the moment. And I'm like, I'll follow you around tonight. And so I think that is like also kind of what ends up happening. Like I walk into a room and I just like search for wherever Lizzie is. And then I like walk directly over to her. So yeah. I don't know. I think it's probably like to, even besides the whole like our values like match up. It's also just like a comfortability thing yeah definitely that makes sense okay are you ready to move on to some hufflepuff riddles yes oh riddles whoa we call them riddles they're just questions oh okay yeah we just just call them riddles because we started out saying ravenclaw riddles because it's what we have to answer before we go into the common room but then we wanted to like include all houses so it's like these are the hufflepuff questions okay yeah okay ready to go the first one yes Okay, first question says, Dear Tessa and Brizzy and Shannon, Mm -hmm. I would first like to start off by saying that I'm a huge fan of you both. Uh, Meeting Tessa at Universal was a dream come true. Mm -hmm. Aw, your guys' videos immediately make me realize how much I love the Wizarding World and my passion grows by just watching you two collab. (laughs) Okay, my Ravenclaw riddle. I am a very proud Ravenclaw, but a few of my friends dislike Ravenclaw House. One of them is actually a Hufflepuff. I love my house so much, but hearing my friends say that they dislike it is hurtful to me. However, I never show this. I try to use logic, but that hasn't worked much. <laughs> Do you have any advice? And this comes from Isbiz. Isbiz. Okay, Isbiz. As a Hufflepuff, I would say approach your Hufflepuff friend with your feelings rather than the logic of it. Yeah. There's no need to prove if your house is superior or equal to everyone else. If you say like, oh, hey, the way that you talk about this, I know you're just joking, but like it kind of makes me feel bad. I think your friend would probably be pretty receptive to that. I know that I like value other people's feelings above probably anything else above logic or like even if I didn't mean to do any harm, if you hurt someone's feelings, that's just the more important Right, you know. Mm -hmm. So I would say, stop trying to approach it with logic. It's so hard, though. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely is. Well, it makes sense too that that would be like your inclination as a Ravenclaw. But if you're trying to talk to your Hufflepuff friend, maybe think like, oh, how would they best receive this? It's just difficult sometimes to think that way. Yeah, it's because like I immediately, if someone just like 
is negative towards my house, I just get really defensive and I get really upset. And I'm like, no, stop. Like, I want you to like this and I want you to like me. And I, I don't want, but I don't go to it in a way that's like, please understand my feelings. Right. Like, well, please. I also think that's super natural. Like, right. it's, it's very normal if somebody's like, teasing you right. or teasing something that you really identify with that that can strike a very real chord even if it's meant to be funny yeah. mm-hmm. it doesn't always feel that way right yeah. yeah i feel like the most malicious thing a hufflepuff can do is like if they're thinking from feelings like a malicious hufflepuff would like mm. try to hurt your feelings to like yeah. make you feel something right and like if you're a ravenclaw that's always very logical and they like want to push your buttons they try to like make you feel things but then when you respond logically they're like no i need to make you feel right like i want Mm -hmm. to see your feeling like i want to see how you feel about this so if you tell them that you're feeling things they'll be like oh okay yeah i did it trying to get a reaction or something right (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yeah i think that you were right if you just tell them like approach it from that way then Mm -hmm. i think that's the best sort of way to go about it yeah but that's always hard it's like it's that risky text feeling you know you're like okay i'm gonna tell them that this really hurt my feelings and you're like sweating and you type it out and then you're like waiting for them to respond and also it just like feels weird because you're like it makes you feel awkward because Mm -hmm. maybe it was it's just in your brain that you feel this way like for them they weren't trying to do that and you're like how come everyone else is normal but i'm feeling really insecure about it tessa just because it's happening in your head (laughs) doesn't mean that it's not real i need to just listen to dumbledore (laughs) Next question comes from Abigail, who said, Hi, I'm Abigail, a proud puff. Has a, drum roll please, Ravenclaw riddle. My friend, let's call her Maria, is very outgoing and an extrovert and loud. Plus, she (laughs) always seems to be five times louder when she talks about Harry Potter. (laughs) I wouldn't say that I'm a closet nerd, but I'm an introvert and prefer to have quiet conversations. Mm. I don't want to be rude, but I'm not sure how to tell her to quiet down. (laughs) What should I do? How do you deal with me? (laughs) (laughs) This is what I'm asking, because this is me. I run away. (laughs) If you're, like, being too loud, I, like, run away. No, it's true. Yeah, you do (laughs) If I'm being too much. I Um, run away from confrontation, but that's not my advice. (laughs) This happens to me really often. I don't know if you guys can tell because the sound engineer over here is probably doing a great job, but I (laughs) am extremely soft-spoken. I'm actually, I think it leads a lot of people on the internet to think that I'm more shy or introverted than I am. My friends know that that's the opposite of how I am, but I just, I, I don't know why. I'm like very sensitive to loud noises. I speak very quietly. I prefer people around me to speak very quietly. Um, and so I would say if your friend Maria is like going off, she's clearly just really excited about something and that's awesome. And maybe it hurts your ears and that's okay too. (laughs) And a thing that I sometimes do, um, and in my better moments, sometimes in my worst moments, I'm like, stop, that's too loud. But in my better moments, I think you, you can just like, depending on how close you guys are, just cup her face, like put your hands on either side of her face and say, Maria, Maria, I love you so much, but you're too loud. We got to quiet down just a little quieter. And then I'm sure she'll just take that note and then she might like rise again when she gets excited. But I think it's fine to just say like, wait, I love you so much. I'm so excited to hear about this, but please, we have to be a little quieter. (laughs) Yeah, I think that sounds good. Yeah, that's a good like Hufflepuff response i think so yeah As, of course the leading with i love you so much <laughs> you have to lead with that sometimes you gotta sandwich it's it too yeah, hard yeah. <laughs> that was a, a piece of advice dodie gave me once where it was like if you have to tell someone like there's something in their teeth or their breath smells bad or they're being too loud <laughs> like obviously you're only supposed to like 
tell someone something that they can correct within the next 15 minutes, you know, but if it's something like that, otherwise you just make them feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. If it's something like that, you just cup their face and you say, listen, I love you so much. I love you so much, but you got to stop this. (laughs) And then usually people like want to accommodate. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is so helpful. I deal with this all the time because I am Maria. I'm the loud one. I'm the one who gets excited about things and gets really loud about it. And does it it hurt your feelings when people tell you to quiet down? (laughs) Yeah. It like, it hurts my feelings because I don't realize that I'm doing it a lot of times. And then I feel like what I'm feeling is wrong and that the way that I'm feeling it is wrong, you know? So it's like, it feels, it makes me feel so embarrassed because I'm like, like, oh my gosh, I'm doing the wrong thing and I don't even realize that I'm yeah, doing like... It's like a lack of control thing. Yeah. Like the, sleepwalking or something. Honestly, it does. It feels like, oh, I, how did I even get here? I didn't even realize that I was being yeah. loud or being like disruptive. Especially because it's usually probably when you're very passionate about something, excited or upset or right. worried. And so when somebody like tells you to quiet down in that moment, it's when you're being at your most vulnerable, like expressing yourself. And somebody's like, hey, that's great. But like take it down a notch (laughs) how do you not feel like you I mean honestly the worst thing is when people just like glare at you because that's what I get Mm, the most is mean like people just like giving me like death glares or giving me like like stop right kind of looks and it makes me feel really awkward and definitely because then you're like wait am I doing it are they uncomfortable (laughs) is something happening yeah I guess the best advice is just to If you do, like, if it is to a point where it's bothering you or hurting your ears or you're uncomfortable, approach it with kindness if you can. 100%. And, like, know that that's not a fun thing for someone else to hear. So, like, be there for them in Mm -hmm. that moment. And, like, also acknowledge maybe that you're being a little picky and say, like, oh, I'm sorry. I just, like, have a headache or, you know, something like that. Yeah, definitely. What's worked for me and Joe and what I just told Brizzy, like, yesterday? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) conversation yesterday um I uh I'm like if I'm being too loud or too annoying like what we do is like (laughs) (laughs) Joe kind of like like does a little like circle on my back or like does a little thing and it like I used to use it with mom with my grandma with mumsy like for her to straighten her posture it's like between the shoulder yeah it's like right in between your shoulder blades and that's it's somehow like triggers something in your brain to like it's comforting but also it show it you're like aware of what the person is saying i think cupping hands works too right. but this is but kind that's of like more obvious this is like yes, if you're in a social situation exactly. yeah and you're like oh yeah. she needs to like take it down a notch right. but i don't want to embarrass her yes it's a great so idea this is kind of a way to just kind of like and then you sort of like whisper in your ear what you said mm-hmm. like i love you so much but you just really have to like yeah, down. yeah and yeah. then you're, and then you'll be like Oh, okay, okay, I will. And then you just need, because sometimes you just need to like snap out of this thing that you don't even realize that you're in. Right. And if you do it with like this or with like a little sort of code signal that you have together, then I yeah, think that's that smart. Could. Just minimizing embarrassment if you can. And yes. then if it's just the two of you, make sure you're validating like, oh, you're so excited. Like, I really want to hear it, but like, please can you yeah. like, yeah, something like that. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yay. Great. This episode of Fantastic Geeks is brought to you by Bombas. Hi, Harry here, Harry Potter. When I was at Hogwarts, the coolest thing was to have your own broomstick. I still remember when McGonagall gave me my Nimbus 2000 after joining the Gryffindor Quidditch team. Malfoy was so jealous. It was so great. But now, what makes Malfoy even more jealous? Are my Bombas socks. Right now, I am wearing the white, lightweight, ribbed quarter socks, and these socks are so light and soft and snug and absolutely perfect that I knew I had to get a pair for Dobby. 
Dobby's favourite socks are kid socks and luckily Bombas has the most comfortable kid socks ever. They are designed with several comfort innovations that help make them feel better than any other kid sock ever made. Also, they are so bright and colourful, they come in different lengths and styles and a lot of times come in packs. Perfect for Dobby to mismatch so he doesn't have to keep wearing the one sock that I gave him in Tom Riddle's diary. So send your kids back to Hogwarts with the socks that keep them comfy, colourful and ready to take on the school year. Also, Bombus frees a house elf, I mean donates a pair of socks, to someone in need for every pair purchased. So what are you waiting for? Visit bombas.com slash geeks and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash geeks for 20% off your first purchase. Bombas.com slash geeks. Thank you, Bombas. Okay, next question comes from Andre, who says, what kind of birthday present would be perfect for a Hufflepuff? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, I can't speak for all Hufflepuffs, but I think comfort is a big thing. So anything that's going to make you comfy, like a nice robe or a cardigan or a blanket or like a cute throw pillow or bath bombs, things like that, like... Hufflepuff is very self-care oriented and yeah. like it's nice to feel like you're given a gift that you're then supposed to use to like pamper yourself so something like that I think a lot of Hufflepuffs like food and treats mm-hmm. um I know for me it's always special when somebody gets me like something that I can eat because I do have all those food allergies and you think like oh they really like they were thinking yeah, about yeah um, but my favorite gifts and what I usually ask for is something Either sentimental or homemade. I think that's like a big thing. Yeah. um, Like something I love, like just a note. I'm like, just write me a letter. (laughs) No, seriously. My sister is a Hufflepuff and what she likes more than anything, she doesn't care about the gift. She cares about the card that she gets. Like if if I don't give her a card or her boyfriend doesn't give her a card, she gets pissed. Wow. For every like... Valentine's Day, everything. I'm yeah. always like my boyfriend. I'm like, just write me a letter. That's like all I just she want wants, yeah. like a long letter about how great I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, but also if it's not long and doesn't have enough like detail mm-hmm. in it, she gets mad too. Wow. So she wants like something specifically written like for her. That's real for that occasion. For that occasion mm-hmm. that she can read over and over again, and that she can she will like live in that note and yes, in that. Yes, I love it. I think that's mm-hmm. also like you guys mentioned earlier. I write Instagram captions, and one of the things I do a lot is like for my friend's birthday is all right like a long one for their birthday mm-hmm. and I think part of it is obviously I want to give that to my friend but part of it is subconsciously <laughs> like what I would want to happen to me yeah. yeah which everyone is really nice about then doing for my birthday yeah. too but I think like anything sentimental a card or like sort of like scrapbooky kind of like if if somebody came up to me and said oh I saved this from like the time we went to this concert together right. or um, also just anything where somebody buys it for you and says oh I got it because it made me think of you oh yeah. I love that like, if somebody's <laughs> like I saw this in the store even you guys being like oh yeah we needed a Hufflepuff and we thought of you I was like oh to be thought of yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, that's perfect so, so I think that covers like all the bases there's yes. so many Hufflepuffs yeah. love gifts like really anything that comes from like a, a soft place in the heart uh-huh. you would be like oh my gosh I know that it's like cheesy to say it's the thought that counts but like for me really it's the thought it that is. counts I just yeah. want to be thought of you could like hand me something off the ground and be like this made me think of you and I would be like oh my god my sister 
so sweet. Oh my gosh, you Please save. give me three reasons why and could you write them down in a card that I can save forever? Yup, yup. Oh my gosh, that's so accurate. Oh my that gosh, is perfect. That's wonderful. Next question comes from Scoops Carlton. What? Oh, Scoop. <laughs> I feel like I don't fit in as a Hufflepuff. Do you have any advice for me to fulfill my role as a puff and feel like I belong in the house? Well, I think like, isn't the whole point of Hufflepuff that anybody could fit in Mm -hmm. as long as you want to be there and like want to be nice to everyone? Isn't that Helga says I'll take the rest and treat them all the same. Exactly. So I think even if you don't necessarily like match up with every single one of the values or whatever as long as like I don't think there's a requirement to being a Hufflepuff I think it's just like a huge thing about it is acceptance so as long as you're accepting of others everyone in the house should be very accepting of you obviously everybody falls into their stereotypes Mm -hmm. but I personally think scoops that it's very cool if you're a Hufflepuff who doesn't fall into those stereotypes yeah because it's representative that anybody is welcome yeah try not to worry too much about like the adjectives of yeah. Hufflepuff and just think of it as like be the best person you can be and that's just like for life and making the world a better place and that just so happens to make you a great Hufflepuff yeah. also just Hufflepuff like- is making the world a better place <laughs> and that's the mission statement <laughs> yeah and I was gonna say just like open up to your other Hufflepuffs they would love to talk to you about this mm-hmm. about like what makes you guys similar what makes you guys different like different like aspects of your personality like totally they would love it yes they- so talk we to would them love about it, it. <laughs> <laughs> tell us all about it <laughs> scoops we want to know all about you all about your personality we accept you and we love you <laughs> Next question comes from Ella, who says, if you are reading this, thank you. My name is Ella. My Harry Potter name is Elamore. Ooh, Ooh, D&D name. I didn't know that was a thing we could do. That's cool. (laughs) I like love that just as a name. Can I like name my child that? That's incredible, (laughs) Elamore. Okay. I need advice. I have an aunt who just died. My friends are all being super mean and even rude to me just because I'm going through a rough time in my life. What should I do to get through it? Oh my gosh. Right? Who are these friends? I don't like this. That's not fun. First of all, I'm very sorry for your loss. Yeah. That's so so tough. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people can not understand the gravity of something like an ant because it doesn't translate Mm. as easily. Right. Um, And I think sometimes when people assume that we're overreacting to something, which I'm sure you're not, um, people can like respond in an unkind way. Or also sometimes the like simplest and maybe most boring answer is that people approach interactions oftentimes with their own self-interest at heart and so I'm sure your friends love you I'm sure you're a ton of fun and maybe when you're going through a hard time you're not quite so giggly Mm. and maybe your friends are like being kind of brats about that right (laughs) I think it takes all of us going through a hard time and then having people be there for us for us to really realize oh that's a whole other aspect of friendship that we need to rely on And if your friends haven't gone through something like that or it's been a while or maybe it didn't hurt as badly as what's happening to you, they might not quite understand that yet. And I think the best you can do is try and be patient with that. I think it's very fair to call someone out for hurting your feelings. I always say (laughs) that so many things could be solved if you just immediately in the moment say, 
I think you hurt my feelings a little bit. And most people are usually like, whoa, I'm sorry. I didn't mean yeah. to. Yeah, like, right. Oh, I, did, I didn't think that I was. Or, you know, even if I'm sorry isn't at the tip of their tongue, usually people are disarmed by that. Yeah. Nobody wants to really cause conflict yeah. most of the time. So I think like if you were to just the next time they did whatever mean thing they did, made a comment or didn't listen to you, you could say, hey, I'm just I'm feeling really bad still about my aunt and um, like, I'm sorry if I'm being a bummer lately, but I just really feel like I need your support and what you just said made me feel bad. Mm-hmm. I think most people would understand, understand, that. Yeah. even if maybe they're still being cruddy about it. Like yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean that they wouldn't understand yeah. where you're coming yeah. from. Yeah. Death is a hard thing to deal with and also for other people to react to because you mm-hmm. don't know like how that person is feeling exactly and what they want you to do. Exactly. So maybe you should try talking to them about how they might just be trying to help you and don't the, know yeah, how. Yeah, might be trying to cheer you up or right. change the subject and right. it's coming off as really insensitive. Right. Yeah. So maybe talk to them about how they can help you with this. Right. Or even redirect in a situation and say like, oh, actually like, you know, going to a movie sounds nice, but I'm actually feeling kind of bad. I think it'd be nice if somebody could come over and we could like talk or, you know, just try and, I think you're so right, Tessa. It is hard whenever somebody goes through something like that, especially if you haven't been through it. You're like, how do I be there for them? What do they need? And sometimes communicating that if you know what you need Mm -hmm. can really help them show up for you. Yeah. Or just help them feel better about, um, oh, so they're not being mean. It's just that this is like, how they're reacting to it. Right, it's not right. like an attack on me. It's mm-hmm. just like they don't know how to respond in the situation. It, it feels less personal than like, oh, they're like. Right. I'm sure it is yeah. less personal. Also, when we're in great amounts of pain, everything feels more personal. Oh, definitely. Not 100%. to say that they're not being mean. They, right. They might well be. But like it is important to like before you just react to think like, oh, okay, I'm also extremely sensitive yeah. right now. Like, That's take playing a, a part in this. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. But I'm really sorry. And yeah. I hope that you find some comfort soon. Uh-huh. And just remember that your aunt, like, she will stay alive in your heart and in the memories that you've had together. Mm-hmm. And she is never really gone. Next question comes from Ava, who says, So I'm Ava Hufflepuff, (laughs) and I'm struggling because we have summer break in Germany now, and I think I'll miss my friends a lot. I know that's such a Hufflepuff thing, but I need my friends. (laughs) Oh, hi, Ava Hufflepuff. (laughs) I really relate to this, (laughs) Um, except for it feels like my whole life is summer break because I'm no longer in school, (laughs) and all my friends that I grew up with spread out across the states. Yeah. And that can be really hard when you're used to seeing someone every day, and it's natural to grow apart in some of those ways, but also you don't necessarily have to. Um, all relationships grow and they change, um, but it doesn't mean that when you grow, you grow apart necessarily. Right. Also, we're very lucky to live in a time of social media and FaceTime and sure. all sorts of ways to connect to people. Definitely. Um, but also one really important thing that I learned is that when you really are close with somebody, you can pick up where you left off and it's not yeah. going to be so terrible or different. Those are the friendships that last. The mm-hmm. one that like, okay, we haven't seen each other, but right when we like meet up again, you start right back where you left right. off. Like those are the ones that are going to, that you're going to be friends with them forever. Yeah, Cause sometimes life is going to get in the way. Yeah. You might be on a trip with your family Definitely. and those things are going to happen and you need to be able to count on friends who are going to still be there for you when you get back and yeah. stuff. Um, but I think, 
just my advice for the summer while you're missing them is <laughs> this is maybe an extremely Hufflepuff thing to say, but kind of relish that feeling a little bit. It's <laughs> it's really special to love people so much mm. and it's so hard to miss them and it's awful, but it's also such a singular feeling and it's going to come back in so many different ways over the course of your life. And like one day you're going to look back on this summer that you guys were apart and like remember that feeling and you're just going to ache for it. Yeah. <laughs> so just like really appreciate all the multitudes of how having a friend and being a friend can make you feel and know that there's so many different ways to reach out to them. Definitely. Even I, if you're not in school together. <laughs> yeah. I find that Hufflepuffs have like um, the hardest time, like sort of with a change in relationship or a change Ooh, in yes. like friendship or if like, oh, I have to be apart from this person or, oh, like um, my routine is changing where I'm not going to be around this person all the time because this is like what I'm comfortable in and I'm, I'm comfortable with seeing this person in my life all the time. Mm -hmm. And then when that changes, they're kind of like, ah, like I need my friends. Like, am I going to have new friends? Are those friends still going to be there when I get back? Like where, where's like my home base? Like where can I like ground myself? Definitely. I feel like Hufflepuffs ground themselves in other people almost. That's kind of how they sort of stay solid, at least like all the Hufflepuffs that I sort of know. Um, and so I think you just need to remind yourself that like your friends aren't going anywhere just because like you're not going to be with them in the summer. They might have, and I, I know it's hard because they might be having like fun times together and mm -hmm. you might not get to be yeah. a part of it. And that's like always so tough. Um, but just like, you know, text them and be like, oh, how was, I saw that you, you were doing this thing, like either on Instagram or if you were seeing them do something, just like, but, like ask like, them about it. Give me details. I yeah. want to know everything. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. That's such a nice response. And then. It makes you feel more included. Right. And the next time you see something like that, instead of being like, oh, they're doing a thing without me, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I know they were going to do this because right. so-and-so was in town. Mm -hmm. or, also, it's just a good opportunity. Like Tessa said, a lot of times Hufflepuffs can define themselves by their relationships. I know I'm super guilty of that. Mm -hmm. And um, it's like a, a good time to realize and remember that without other people there to define you, you're still going to exist. Yep. You're still yeah. going to have all the qualities that make you special and important. Even if no one is there, like pointing their finger and saying, it's this thing and this thing and this thing that's special about right. you. And like, I hate when people tell me like, oh, enjoy your own company. I'm like, well, I do, but I just prefer the company <laughs> of everyone else I know too. But I think like that is an important thing to be able to find that comfortable home base within yourself too just yeah. in case and yeah. it's it's totally fine and valid to seek that out in other people I know I do but um to also not feel like panicky at the thought of having to be by yourself yeah. for an amount of time I, I know that my instinctual response to just is to just get busy with things keep busy mm -hmm. and find things to do so that you you don't well too much like yeah. you can relish in that feeling and feel grateful that you have these friends to feel this strongly about but just make sure that's not every everything you're doing all yeah, day like sit find something to keep busy and make this a productive and fun summer for you with yeah. or without them I have one other piece of advice on this which is maybe kind of weird but since you're all listening to a podcast maybe <laughs> it's not that weird um, and it's that whenever I feel very lonely or I studied abroad for six months and I had a hard time kind of making friends, I would download podcasts kind of like this one where it's like the same two people every week and then maybe mm. I guess oh, yeah. and you kind of end up feeling like you're friends with them. Right. Also certain TV shows with a recurring cast and 
whether or not it's healthy to like put attachments like that <laughs> on strangers is a whole other discussion. But I can find like I do think I personally need a level of social interaction during the day to feel mm. fulfilled, which is very okay. But sometimes you can't always come by that. Right. And so I like to I guess cultivate these like one-sided sort of friendships with people who are very willing to put their thoughts out right. into the world and I yeah. think like putting on a podcast while you're maybe getting ready or in the car. It makes or something, you feel less lonely. You feel very connected. Yeah. Something and consistent. Yeah, like definitely. a podcast or TV and show. And you can find comfort in that. And mm-hmm. I, I do that all the time when I'm feeling bad or stressed or on a drive. I like to call people. I like to listen to music. But there's like a special level of comfort that I find in listening to the same people week to week discuss their lives or the same topic or things with a guest. And if you listen like with your friends, you can talk about it after. Like definitely. if you guys both watch the same show or both like listen to the same podcast that's a way that you can like have your time but then also like check in with them and mm-hmm. sort of you know still feel connected to your yeah friends. you guys can like watch stranger things like separately but like yeah come back and talk that's to each other literally what joe and i did like th- throughout our whole yeah. like time when we did long distance we had like sort of things that we would watch together or talk about or um like you know facetime yeah. like crazy that's a really good idea basically the moral of the story is it's okay to be scared that you're gonna miss your friends but that's a good thing that's cool it's cool that you love your friends and you're gonna miss them and have all these new strange opportunities because of that it's exciting Mm -hmm. we're excited for you Next question comes from Catherine, who says, Hey, Tessa and Brizzy and Shannon. <laughs> My name is Kat, and I'm a Hufflepuff, so I have a Hufflepuff riddle for you. What do you think are the best ways to introduce someone to Harry Potter who isn't that interested in it, but still wants to know more about it? For context, my girlfriend and I are both huge nerds, and she's super into Marvel, and I'm super into Harry Potter, and we each want to learn more about the other person's fandom. Thank you so much. I love you guys, and this podcast is amazing. <laughs> So introducing nerds that you love into mm-hmm. a nerdy thing that they don't know that much about, but they want to know about. I This is like Joe and I's favorite thing to do. Um, <laughs> and this is what we have done throughout our whole relationship. Uh, my What I, we did, which I love, is every Valentine's Day, we like pick a new fandom that we haven't done yet. And we like either he introduces me to something or I introduce him to something. So like one Valentine's, we watched all the Star Wars movies like back to back. Another one, we watched all the Harry Potter movies back to back. Another one, we'll watch like we'll start a new show together. We'll start a new thing together. But it made Valentine's Day so much more fun for us (laughs) because we like either introduced each other to a new fandom or like explored into a new one together that's really cute (laughs) so that was like a fun thing for us but if you want to do it right now and not wait for valentine's day then just kind of like pick a month and be like okay this month is like harry potter and we're gonna really like dive into this together and like you could either watch the movie i think movies are a good way to start yeah Mm -hmm. you know because because you can do it together and books can be a lot for some people. Yeah. And if they're interested in the movies and they want to know more, then you can be like, oh, and here are books or here is this. Or you right. can play Wizards Unite together. You know, there's like <laughs> so many things. And then she can be like, okay, let's watch all the Marvel movies. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. it's a fun thing that you guys can do together and there's nothing more fun than like seeing someone you love like <laughs> watch something for the first time that you like and if they don't like it then you have to like you know break up with them no <laughs> <laughs> no well I mean I don't know Harry Potter is kind of a non-negotiable I, like I get Harry Potter but like I don't oh know you have to be open 
to it. Yeah. I think they'll, they'll be open. <laughs> I feel like they're not going to hate it. Yeah, no. if your girlfriend is really into Marvel and yeah. you're really yeah. into Harry Potter, it sounds yeah. like you're both passionate people. Yeah. yeah. And, and she's like, she there's enough overlap. Mm-hmm. There's enough overlap there. I also think it's just exciting to listen to someone talk about something they're excited about especially someone you care about right um i also think it can be intimidating when there's so much information out there true and you don't know anything about it and they know everything about it (laughs) that can be like very intimidating but i also think it's so fun and like it's such a good way to just have something to talk about Mm -hmm. like I don't know. You just never have to fall into a lull ever again because <laughs> you can just fall back on this other thing. Right. And like, yeah, I would say even maybe like your Valentine's idea, go out to dinner or something, but just say like, okay, tonight we're going to talk about Harry Potter and it can be anything <laughs> about Harry Potter. You can ask me questions or we can like talk about the right. lore or Yeah, whatever. like have fun with it. Yeah, make yeah. it like yeah. a fun date night thing because mm-hmm. it sounds like it's something you guys are both interested in. Right. I think it'd be different if, if you were like somebody was averse it, yeah. to it and they didn't want to talk about it. Right. But I think there's so many creative ways that yeah. you guys can like start an introduction to something so big. And if you're a puff, you could like make Harry Potter themed treats together yes. or like for her or something. It'd be real cute and fun. Yeah. It'd be cute. It would also be cute to like people are always more invested in something if they have an entry point. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if your girlfriend knows what her Hogwarts house is, but mm-hmm. that could be like a really fun activity. Right. Yeah. Everyone loves personality quizzes. Yes. So. Everyone loves personality quizzes. <laughs> Everyone's true. like, so that that imaginary world is cool, but how do I fit in? Yeah. <laughs> Where am I? And especially this? when it's like your partner and they know so much about you, it's so much more fun to hear what they think. Like, yeah. well, who would I be in the Marvel universe right. and why? <laughs> no, totally. And it just like you understand their world more. Mm-hmm. And if you love them, then that's going to be so it's going to be special to them because you're taking the time to like learn more about the thing that they love and it's going to be special for you because you're going to feel like oh I know this like secret thing that they really love and now I know it too and now we both like sort of can share that together definitely and I love to share things so I like anything anyone is interested in I'm like oh cool let me be part of that too (laughs) so that's like a really special thing to have with a partner yeah Ugh. yay I love us. excited <laughs> yay you guys don't have to break up it's good news <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny Next question comes from Lydia, who says, Hi, Tessa and Brizzy and Shannon. I'm Lydia, and I'm a proud Hufflepuff. Everyone teases me for being a Hufflepuff, saying that Hufflepuffs are the ones that are dumb and weak. Whenever I try to defend my house, they dismiss whatever I'm saying. I feel like Hufflepuff is the most disrespected house. What do I do? Ah, uh, the age-old fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would agree that it's the most disrespectful disrespected house although i will say maybe in recent years i've noticed it headed more towards gryffindor almost totally yeah like oh you think you're so cool you think you're in gryffindor or something like that which is also just lame let everyone be happy but (laughs) but yeah a few years ago even more so for sure it's like hufflepuff was like the leftover house yeah i even i feel like a lot of hufflepuffs have this story of like you are like, which one would I be? And your friends are like, Hufflepuff. And you're like, hey, shut up. And then you yeah, take the Pottermore yeah. quiz and you're like, oh, I guess I have to be proud of this now. And yeah. then you like delve in a little bit. And there was that whole like surge of Hufflepuff pride and all the mm-hmm. hot topic and everybody like did shirts. And then it became like 
more of a movement. I yeah. Guess. Oh um, yeah. I think with like Fantastic Beasts with Newt's Commander yes. oh, being a Hufflepuff huge. and with him being like the head hero and you know sort of headlining that movie and also like Eddie Redmayne just speaking out about how much he loves being Hufflepuff. I think that's helped a lot. Also like with J.K. Rowling saying like how much she loves Hufflepuff House, how it's like yeah. her personal favorite house and I think just like just get like maybe have your friends that like really like Hufflepuff sort of t- remind you how great it is because it's one thing for yourself to be like no I love Hufflepuff but it's right. another thing for like other people because if you have other people telling you how bad it is sometimes other people telling you how good it is can kind of like definitely you know help your brain at least for me it can like help your brain a little bit I also think it's like anything where there's a positive way to look at it and yeah. a negative way to look at it and for some reason Hufflepuff was always viewed in the negative light right I think just because of maybe some of the phrasing of the books or like that it didn't get quite as much the word Mm -hmm. the word yeah it's like sillier and Mm -hmm. not taken quite so seriously and I think like then when like the Harry Potter fan musical came out and stuff like that was happening I don't know why I called it that (laughs) I like panicked (laughs) I looked Tessa in the eyes and panicked You're fine. <laughs> when, yeah. when a Harry Potter musical came out and like, what the hell is a Hufflepuff? <laughs> everyone yeah. started leaning into the goofiness a little right. bit. Then it became a really fun thing to be part right. of. And like, I think you can lean into the fact that it's a little goofier. You can lean into the fact that everyone's allowed in it. That's awesome. It's very accepting. And right. like, everybody can view not only like different house traits, but even your own traits, like in a positive or negative light. And it's really unfair. Like imagine if you had these like set personality traits and your friends just like followed you around and like told you about them in the worst way, like reminded you how they were like, they could be viewed negatively. That would be really unfair. So it's (laughs) really not cool of them to do that to a thing that you associate with, you know? Yeah. But I think just like, Staying confident, remembering that maybe the things that they tease you about could be true, but they're just looking at them through a a negative negative way. Yeah. Instead of like, well, anybody can get in. Well, like, yeah, everyone's invited. That's awesome. You know, you just can remind yourself. You can even come back with that. Like when people say something. And I also think it's a very Hufflepuff thing too. like when you're being told negative things about yourself, not respond negatively because you could easily, whoever was saying whatever, you could be like, oh, so-and-so you're stuck up or you're whatever. There's negative ways to view everything. But I think part of why Hufflepuff gets such a bad rap is because whereas two houses might argue back and forth i know my ravenclaw and slytherin friends love to go back and forth (laughs) with the hufflepuff maybe when we're getting told something negative i'm not gonna like spin it around and be negative to the other person i'm gonna be like i'm really sorry you feel that way that makes me feel bad you know like i'm not gonna like engage in an argument so i think it's okay to stand up for yourself or it's okay to let that stuff go but just know that hufflepuff isn't any worse than any of the other houses oh definitely it's just people perceive like people who don't fight back as weaker and I think that takes a lot of strength honestly to be positive and to not do a low blow even if that's being done to you right it's just like staying positive when negative things that's like that is I respect that that's hard (laughs) that's so hard to do Mm -hmm. and it just shows like that you're a better person to not stoop to their level and to say something like mean back so that's that's good advice Mm -hmm. yeah and we always talk about like find Hufflepuffs that you like, like people that are Hufflepuffs and Definitely. be like, I really like this person and this person's a Hufflepuff. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, that person's cool. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. 
Tom Holland. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Redmayne. Yeah. Daisy Ridley. <laughs> yeah. There's some great puffs out there. So just go and go and find them. Find yeah. them. <laughs> go and find them. How did that become so canon? I still can't get over that. Freaking <laughs> so ridiculous. Okay, next question says, Hi, Brizzy slash Anna and Tessa and Shannon. I am an 11-year-old puff, and I love your podcast. Dad isn't a big fan. (laughs) (laughs) And he thinks that you sound like 13-year-old girls. Excuse me, father. This dad. (laughs) I can't. But I still force him to listen to it. Oh, man, that's amazing. My cat is a Slytherin, and his name is, is Tom Riddle. Yeah, I live with Voldemort. (laughs) This is an amazing submission. I know. My riddle is, how do I deal with fake friends? I have one, and I have a feeling that she hates my guts. She is rude, backstabbing, and talks behind people's back. Love you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Wait, what's her? Vala? Vala? Yeah. That's an amazing name. Oh, my gosh. Okay, fake friends. Welcome to Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> There's so many of them. Um, yeah, people are the worst sometimes. Yeah, I think having fake friends is something that everyone goes through. Yeah, exactly. And also, I think it's been sensationalized a little bit. I think you can have a friend who can be mad at you or a friend who is maybe venting about a problem to another friend that includes you and that's not necessarily a fake friend but it sounds like you might be dealing with someone who is consistently negative Mm -hmm. and that is really hard and one thing that I always tell people when they ask me about fake friends is that um, part of what makes having a fake friend so hard is that it's so different than a bully because they're your friend like everything that makes them your friend is still there like you still might get along with them you might have fun with them And so extracting yourself from that situation can be especially confusing. Um, But I would just say with a fake friend, the first thing you can try and do, even though it might be scary, if you feel comfortable doing it, is to try and set boundaries and Mm -hmm. say, hey, I just I kind of feel like you're mad at me. I'm not sure if I did something. And if they respond sort of positively or vulnerably to that, that's nice. If they don't and they continue to be fake, Um, I think at a certain point you maybe have to look at is this the deepest that this friendship is going to go and then it's up to you to decide okay is it more hurtful to have this person being an acquaintance to me in my life and we get along you know on the surface and I know that they're being negative about me behind my back sometimes that's extremely painful sometimes it's like well that's life you know at least we are polite to each other or um you could choose to say, you know, no, I don't I don't like having this person near me knowing that they don't like me. And that's also a valid choice. And I think, again, that can get tricky if someone is pretending to like you. It can look like you're the bad guy. Right. But ultimately, you're the only one who knows what's going on. I know that being 11, you're in school. And so I'm sure it's, there's birthday parties and lunch tables and they're yeah. like very involved and you know, it's it's easy as a 25-year-old to say, oh, cut them out of your life. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do when they're your science partner? Yeah. So I think you have to get to a level where you can um, function around this person. But if it's necessary, you can sort of, I don't want to say emotionally cut them off because that sounds very cold, but but put up some guards around your heart to protect it. Yeah. Um, maybe even let other friends that you really trust know and say like, hey, you know, I know so-and-so is still like coming tonight, but I, I feel uncomfortable around them a little bit. I don't want to cause any drama. I want everything to be okay. But if you could just stick by me or look out for me. Yeah. Um, 
because it can be so, so painful to have to talk to someone and then be in your head the whole time thinking, okay, like, is this okay? Am I being normal? Are they being normal? Are they going to use this against me? That's such psychological like damage. But also it's going to be a thing that happens for the rest of your life. It's no fun, but it's really good opportunity to learn how to deal with that because people aren't always going to be as nice as they seem on the surface right? or even just nice at all. Yeah. No, that's a thing that you're just going to have to learn. Yeah. It's, ha- it's a hard thing to learn. How to coexist with someone who may not like yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and that's, that's such a nice gentle way to recommend talking to them is just being like, hey, I feel like you're mad at me because mm-hmm. then it... it you're addressing it as if you've done something wrong and you can right. see if, if there's anything you've actually done that's to hurt their feelings. Yeah. yeah. And you're also kind of putting the ball in their court. Should yeah. They choose totally. to say, they could, you know, respond and say, actually, yeah, you hurt my feelings. And so mm-hmm. I've been mad. Or they could say, well, you know, I, I guess maybe you noticed you're picking up on something. I'm really jealous of you. Or, you know, it doesn't yeah. necessarily yeah. have to be that you're taking the blame. Right. If you yeah. say, Hey, I think you're mad at me. It doesn't mean like I must have done something terribly wrong. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I, I always say, if someone comes to you and says that you hurt their feelings, you have two options. You can either own up to it and apologize, or you can stand by what you said and say like, oh, I don't think that I did anything wrong. And you don't get to like deny their feelings. That's mm-hmm. that's up to them. You can't say like, well, you, it shouldn't have hurt your feelings. You right. can either say, I'm sorry that happened, or say, actually, I think that what I did was fair. Mm-hmm. But like in a situation all you can do is approach somebody. Yeah. I think it can be difficult if it's in like a group situation where if you're in like a group of friends and you have like this one person in the group that is like giving you a weird, because Mm -hmm. sometimes with groups of friends, like not everyone vibes because there's like a lot of people. (laughs) It depends on how big your friend group is. And so it's like, you don't want it to be weird because like you're going to be hanging out with them all the time. You're going to be seeing them at like friends parties or friends things. So I think like Shannon made a good point of like maybe reaching out to your closer friends and being like, hey, this person that's in because maybe they're in your friend group too. And it's like this person, we're kind of like in a weird thing right now. Like I'm not sure if I did something or like sort of confide in them a little bit so that they can look out for you when that other person is around because they might, that person like, really might be trying to attack you or trying right. to do something like sometimes you ha- I kind of just want to think about like the worst pot po- like you know yeah. the worst scenario that could happen in case something like that so just having like another friend like on the lookout when you're approaching that person might make you feel more comfortable and not like it's like just you going up to them if that makes sense but I think that's more of like in a group scenario if it's more just like you and this one friend like maybe you were really close with them personally Mm -hmm. then you would feel comfortable talking to them but if it's like if you're not as close with the friend then maybe it's good to have just like I know other people being I don't know looking out for you and like it's always good to try and get along with everyone you never want to be the reason someone's not invited or the reason you're not invited to something so if you can make that work I think that's a good idea but such a good idea also to update your closer friends about it maybe not everyone in the group because then that's just gonna cause more problems (laughs) not everyone but it's also really really important to remember and this is something that I learned um over my 25 years is that again like no matter what you say it can be twisted in a positive or negative light just like how straights can be viewed in a positive negative light and so like don't get too caught up as long as you know you're trying to be your nicest Mm -hmm. and trying to be the most fair you can you can't get too caught up with 
what how someone's going to yeah. twist something or even interpret something necessarily. Um, you just got to do your best. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard, though. It is hard. Uh, That's one of the hardest things. Yeah. Because friends are supposed to be there for you. You know, mm-hmm. you, like, trust them. You open up to them. You give your heart to them. And if they, like, betray you or if they say something bad, that, that feels ten times worse than, like, someone you don't even know saying that kind definitely, of stuff Definitely, definitely. So we, we understand your feelings, Violet, and we hope that it will get better soon. Yeah. Yeah. It Next. will get better soon. Yeah. <laughs> Next question comes from David, who says, So, I'm a very proud Hufflepuff, but I don't feel like it. I get very (laughs) moody and angry easily. I have bad social anxiety to where I don't even want to see family. I love being a puff, but I don't feel like I belong in it or any other house. Sad face. Oh, I think you very much sound like a puff. I think puffs have lots of feelings. Definitely. And even if they're bad feelings, puffs can have intense feelings both ways. Intense happy feelings and intense sad feelings. So it's like... Even if it's not, oh, I'm being a positive Hufflepuff right now, it doesn't make you any less Hufflepuff. It doesn't make you any any less loyal, any less those like good traits that you want to see in yourself. Like they can totally be there. It just might not be in this moment if you're feeling sad. Definitely. And don't get too hung up on the idea that like you have to be so social and you can't have right. social anxiety. I think a lot of Hufflepuffs have social anxiety. It goes hand in hand with wanting to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. A lot of people only feel socially comfortable if they're with a person they trust like next to them. I know I can be that way sometimes. So I think there are just so many different like ways that it can apply to you that even to say, Oh, I I feel negative or I feel anxious or I sometimes feel introverted. There are introverted Hufflepuffs. It's totally fine. Totally normal. And you don't have to encompass every single trait to the peak of its ability yeah and because hufflepuff is so accepting like we talked about like it takes a lot of different types of people so hufflepuff is going to be um the house where if you are feeling negative like again reach out to other people because they will be there for you yeah can you imagine there's literally no better place when you're (laughs) feeling socially anxious and uncomfortable and nervous and sad than the to be than the Hufflepuff room. common room. <laughs> yeah. Like you would be showered with treats and like so many people like asking <laughs> after you and yeah. saying, oh, do you want to be alone? Do you want to come with me? Yep. Like, do you want to go in your room? Like what, what would make you feel better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people like they'll be there for you. Or if you tell them like, okay, like I don't want to like be out right now if you're feeling anxious, like they'll understand. Like you just, you just have to try. I know this is hard because you have like bad so- social anxiety, but like just try like reaching out a little bit. Like not a lot, even just like a text. If you don't want to talk to them in person or see them mm-hmm. in person, just texting someone or writing. Because sometimes I feel like writing something down is easier than telling Definitely. them in person. So just writing down like, hey, like I, um, I'm i feeling this way. Like I don't really want to see anyone right now, but it's not that I don't love you or I don't care for you. It's just like I'm, I, I feel this way. Can you like accept that? And a lot of people will and they'll yeah, understand. Definitely. Like your family will understand that. Your friends will understand. Yeah. That. If there's like a social event or a party or something that you're expected to go to and you you just feel so anxious about it, you just would really feel better to stay home. Just say that. Yeah. Most, most people these days are totally accepting of that way more than if you just made up some fake right, excuse. Exactly. People almost everyone has experienced anxiety of some sort and they know how debilitating that can be. Yep. I also think that sometimes it's easier to reach out to someone and say like like 
like kind of what Tessa was saying, like say like, oh, I'm not like, I don't feel great. Ask like, I don't want to see anybody right now, but right. I want like just to know that you're there. I, something that like helps me a lot is I like to feel like I have the option, like the idea of being invited and then saying, you know, right. I, I actually don't want to go, but right. knowing that like if you changed your mind, somebody would want you to come or somebody would want to come over. Not to say that everyone has to be like waiting on you at every moment. No, but, but I think that's the hardest thing about social anxiety is that you don't you don't want to go, but you don't want to feel like the person isn't even thinking about yeah. not inviting you. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. You, you just want to be given the option yeah. so that it, should it come to the moment and you're like, actually, I don't think I can. There's no pressure either way. Right. Also, the only thing that truly matters is that you said you're a proud Hufflepuff because the sorting hat listens. So <laughs> even if you were not like a Hufflepuff in any other way, the fact that you want to be there and you're proud and that's your favorite house yep. matters so much. It yeah. does. I think you're a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff! Oh, wow. <laughs> the sorting hat sounds super drunk when he says Hufflepuff yeah, in the movie. It's hilarious. We love when he says Hufflepuff. <laughs> it's our favorite. Okay, and last question comes from Mo, who says, Hi, Brizzy and Tessa and Shannon. I'm a proud puff. Look at these proud puffs. <laughs> and, and I was curious, why do you think a badger represents the values of Hufflepuff House? Don't they seem more like Gryffindors? Hope hmm. you read this, and I love the podcast. So, badgers. Why badgers for Hufflepuff? That's a really good question. Um, I don't really know that much about badgers. <laughs> Maybe that's part of it. They're sort of like underutilized, huh. underappreciated. Uh-huh. Um, I know badgers are hard workers, right? That's yeah, thing. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be ferocious. I don't know if they're ever only if they're just ferocious in general. I think so, or if they're ferocious when it comes to like their territory or their family. I think that it can be like that, and I think Hufflepuffs are like that. I think right, Hufflepuffs exactly. can be like so loyal, and the, if you come after their friends, like forget it. Mm-hmm. They are like no. Also, I, I don't know if you them. guys have ever seen a badger. I saw one once at a zoo, and they are so cute. Like yeah, oh, they totally look really so, cute. so cuddly. And All the sweet. drawings and the emojis are like really scary, but <laughs> they're actually very cute looking. Yeah, I've never seen a badger in person. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Now I want to see one. I've just seen Well, you're looking at one. (laughs) Here I am. It's so cute. Yes. Yeah, I feel like it's just the being cute and being cuddly, but having that that potential to be fierce and a great mm. defender when it's necessary that's it it's like the cute outside but then the center yeah. is like don't mess with me like yeah. or else i'm gonna like i'm gonna uh protect my friends and protect yeah. the things that i like and you know <laughs> don't defend mess them. with me or else i'm gonna protect my friends <laughs> <laughs> and somebody I- comes at you they're like tessa you're so stupid and you're like well my friend anna is the smartest person <laughs> Say whatever you want about me. I've definitely done that. That that is accurate. The Hufflepuff in me will definitely do that. So I don't know. That's that's what I think. I think that's a great answer. Makes a lot of sense. A lot more sense than whatever I was saying. No, I think it it, it all comes together. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it all fits together. Mm -hmm. Cute outside, ferocious inside. Yeah, all the all those things, and that like kind of under over what's the word. Underlooked? Overlooked. Overlooked, yeah. underappreciated. Yeah. Yes. Yes. yes, definitely. <laughs> we love badgers. Go badgers. Shannon, thank you so much. 
much for being on our podcast. Thank you guys for having me. This was really fun. You were the perfect guest. Thank you. I felt really good. I took a little nap right before I came in here. (laughs) Not even before I came to the studio, but I took a little nap right here in the studio. So you're really getting me at my best potential right now. Yeah. I got so many of these questions being like, I'm not even sure how I would answer this, but I just feel like Shannon knows because it feels like a very good helpful puppy question. Yeah, Yeah. they were. I love to talk about feelings and essentially that's it I love to talk about feelings (laughs) speaking of feelings where can our geeks find you on the internet well you can follow my diary on Instagram (laughs) at Barry underscore happy it's B-A-R-R-Y underscore happy and it's the same on Twitter and I think that's where I am I don't think I have anything else (laughs) no that's the best place we both love Shannon's Instagram very much so you guys guys, if you enjoyed this podcast and listening to her wise kind words then go follow her on Instagram and you'll see more of that thank you guys thank y'all for having me yeah thank you thank you goodbye Now, let's read a comment from Apple Podcasts on iTunes. If you haven't done this yet, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review and comment saying whatever you want about us, yourself, your favorite fandom, your Hogwarts house, whatever you want. And every week, we're going to read one on the podcast and give someone a shout out. Yeah, this one comes from Hufflepuff Avery. Perfect. (laughs) Hello, my name is Avery, and I love your podcast. My house is Hufflepuff slash (gasps) Pukwudgie. And I love that you represent every house in Harry Potter. I first saw you on YouTube and fell in love. When I found out you had a podcast, I started listening immediately. Hmm. Not a lot of people at my school talk about fandoms, so this is my place to geek out. You both have inspired me to be myself and to explore new fandoms. Bye, Avery. P.S. My Ravenclaw riddle is... Oh, we have something to answer. If someone is put into the wrong house, could the Sorting Hat reverse its decision? If so, how? If someone was put in the wrong house? Like if the Sorting Hat messed up? Yeah. Uh, I I don't think he does. I don't think he ever messed up. I think he knows more than us. Yeah. So he would like know where to put where to I put think he you. knows more about a future. Yes. Yes. The future of a person mm-hmm. than Ooh. we do. Yeah. I feel that. I feel like it it's like he knows what you're gonna grow to become. Like he saw that Gryffindor and Neville, like from the beginning. He's like, boy, you gonna use a sword. Yeah. <laughs> he just sees the little sound he sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely what he sounds like. Oh my gosh. But this is like the cutest comment like ever. Yeah. I love Avery. I love this. And I love that um this is like kind of your play to geek out about things because I never really had that when I was in school no. and now yeah. like the internet exists and you can just have that and that's so <laughs> nice um, thank you so much for your comment again if you want make sure to review and comment on Apple Podcasts it really helps us out and helps other people find the podcast we really appreciate everyone who has left a comment so far and make sure to check out our Fantastic Geeks Facebook group and find us on Twitter at Fantastic Geeks links are in the description of this episode you can find us on Apple Podcasts Spotify Google play radio.com or wherever else you get your podcast and i think that's it thank you guys so much for listening to this puffy episode of fantastic <laughs> geeks and where to find them you are a fantastic geek goodbye